Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your boy Drew, where our connection continues to connect. So what's up, y'all? How y'all been? What's living? What What's living? <laughs> what's up with life? That's what I meant to say. Me, same old, same old. Thank you guys for coming back another week. Um, I appreciate it. Look, my last video... You guys really watched it. I appreciate that. The numbers, I think that's like the highest rated video. I think. I'm about to look at the other numbers. But um, I appreciate you guys for listening to that episode. It was uh, quite interesting. So if you haven't listened to it and you're listening to this one, go on back and check out BDE. Big Dick Energy. <laughs> Big Dick Energy. Um, so what's going on with me this week? This week, I had a really busy week. And just for people that are new here, when I say the week, it's my previous week. But, or the prior week, whatever you want to say. Um, so I ended up having to go to New York for some personal business. Um, I was actually upstate. It was deep up in that bitch. It was definitely something different. Um, I had never been upstate. That was actually my first time ever going upstate. And it was definitely different. I, I definitely didn't see a lot of black people. Um, I'm not going to say what part I was in because, <laughs> because I still have some unfinished business up there. Um, I will share it with you guys um, once all of that, bus that business is actually um, completed. Um... It's just been a week. It's been a week. So I got the I went up there on Wednesday. I got back um I ended up coming back Friday evening. I got back. It was about a 5-hour drive. Nice little ride. It was it was definitely not I mean, if you're into greenery, then you would have loved to drive. It was a lot of greenery. Um not really something I'm into. I prefer city and buildings and that's just more what I'm into. I'm not really into seeing land and cows and goats and horses. <laughs> Even though we didn't see any goats, but I'm I'm being dramatic. But it was definitely it was definitely a um an experience driving there for sure, for sure. Um so yeah, I did that then Saturday, um, just chilled with some friends. We I actually started that Kevin Hart show, True Story. I haven't finished it yet. I, it looks like it's pretty good. It's a little confusing, but I might give it a try. Um, so that happened. Also, <laughs> this kind of almost leads into the first topic, which is... Okay, so we all know that it's Christmas time, right? It's Christmas time, and I guess people expect gifts. They may not expect gifts. So I was talking with someone, and they were saying, oh, you know, my parents typically give the mail person a Christmas gift. They give the garbage people a Christmas gift. Um, they may give their nurses or doctors or whatever. People like little, I guess, little trinkets if you must put a bird on it. So anyway, 
where I live, I live in a luxury apartment building right now. So um, we have trash butler service. So what that means is, for people who don't know, is literally we just take our garbage, sit it at our front door, and the person comes around and collects the garbage every night and takes the garbage to the dumpster in the community. Um, now you do have the option of taking it yourself. However, you pay a fee for that every month for them to do that. Now that fee is not optional. <laughs> you have to pay it. So whether you partake or you don't partake in him getting the garbage is your prerogative. However, if you're paying for something, I think you would utilize it. Now, so we go check the mail. I, I go check my mail, get the mail. I got a, you know, it's the holiday time. So we're going to, you know, you ex, you, I shouldn't say we expect things, but my manager actually, my manager gave me a gift card to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, oh my God, great. Then we see another card and it says, season's greetings. I mean, it's an envelope. It's a season greetings from your trash guy. And it's a snowman on it with a red envelope. And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. So I opened it and there's nothing in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, oh, well, hmm. So where I live, like literally across the hall, there's like another apartment and then there's there's four apartments on each floor. So I look. I said, okay, they got one, they got one. So I'm like, wait a minute. Is this motherfucker giving us envelopes saying season's greeting because he's expecting a gift? Or is he just being nice? Y'all let me know. Which one is it? Because to me, I'm looking at it like you gave me an envelope. Uh, let me back up. So if you're giving me something to be nice, right? Like, oh, happy holidays. You could just get like a regular card and just stick it in the person's whatever. And say happy holidays or season's greetings. You wouldn't give me a whole envelope that is red and empty and say season's, <laughs> season's greetings. So I'm taking this as you're looking for something for the holidays. Now, granted, we have been in this apartment. This is the second Christmas we'll be here. We did not receive this last year. So this year, we now have one. So I'm saying to myself, how fucking tacky can you be? Is that tacky, y'all? This, this shit is tacky. It's tacky. Because no one... No one gives you something and expects something in return. That's like you going to your friend's house and you say, oh, here, I got you a gift. You set the gift on the table. And then you have an extra card in there looking for the saying, okay. Yeah, I got you an extra card just in case you want to give me something. To me, that's pretty much what it is. So I actually took offense to it. So I actually want to write in a card well, not write it in a card. I want to get another envelope and put season's greetings from your trash depositor. It would only be fair. What do you think? 
I just thought that that was very, very tacky of someone to do that and leave it at my door. I can even see if we had like a relationship where I knew you and we spoke all the time. I don't even know who this man is. I have no idea who you are. I will say there's been a few times you have skipped the garbage some nights. I get a note saying I apologize the next day. I had to literally open my door because I go retrieve my can. And I see the cans there still full. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess he was off today. I ain't get nothing from the office saying that the trash man is out today. Don't put garbage out. No anything. And let's be clear. This has happened multiple times. And keep in mind, this is not free. I pay for this every month. Every month. So let me just, let me do the math real quick. Four, eight, sixteen. There's three floors. There's sixteen people in this building alone. And then there's ten buildings. They're paying that's your salary, right? Maybe they're not paying him that much. Who knows? I don't know. But hmm. I wonder. Y'all, am I being a mess? Am I being cheap? Because I don't want to be cheap. I feel like I give to people all the time. Like, I seriously, I do. I'll pay for people online for me, like the person behind me. Um, I always try to be thoughtful and do things for people. I just don't like people that ask for things. Like, or attempt to try to retrieve something from you. If somebody wanted to give you something, they would have given it to you out of the greatness of their hearts. I just think that it's very tacky. And I almost want to say something to the office. Like, why would... Because to me, this is almost like solicitation. In a way. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm being over overly dramatic. But I feel like I don't want that left at my door. Maybe other people don't mind. But I don't want that left at my door. Don't leave that at my door. What if I was going... For weeks on end, and you left us at my door, and someone just came in and was like, "Oh, well, they must not be home, because that shit's still there." You know, it's just things like that that could also be a red flag. No pun intended, but it could be that. So you guys, let me know if a bitch is being dramatic. Let's roll into topic number two. Race. Don't matter if you're black or white. Um, if only that was the case. I think that we have a lot of people that, you know, hate people because of the color of their skin. And we're not going to discount that. Um, it's definitely a big issue still in this country with... You know, the whole white versus black thing, you know? So, I I hate to bring this topic up, but we have to. This is what I'm here for. So, I was having a conversation with a friend, and he's black and white. And I said to him, I wanted to ask him some questions in regards to um, being raised by a white parent and a black parent. And he gave me some answers. So first, 
I want to go into where this topic actually came from. So it actually came up because I was on YouTube and I had came upon this video that talked about transracial adoption. I was like, transracial adoption? What the fuck is going on? Okay, so basically, just to summarize it, what it really is is just that a person of a different race is adopting a child. Well, a person, a person is trying to adopt an adopt an adopt. A person is trying to adopt. I'm sorry, I haven't been drinking. I promise. A person is trying to adopt a child that is not the same race as theirs. So. For instance, she's a white woman, she's adopting a black child. He's a black person adopting a Hispanic child, something like that. So it came up. So I'm watching this video and it was talking, it was a guy who was, it was a child that was adopted, he was black. He was adopted by this white family and he was talking about his experiences and how how difficult it was and what he experienced growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood, having white parents, having white friends, not really having anyone around him that looked like him and him not really identifying that he was technically black until he was almost a teenager. And all of the racism that he, you know, he went through and things like that. So... It got me to thinking because, you know, we're all into, I feel like love who you love, right? If you want to be in an interracial relationship, you want to be with the same sex, opposite sex, trans sex, whatever you want to be, what you should be with. However, when it comes to adopting children that is a different race, I'm still on the fence because just listening to his story and then talking to my friend which I'm going to go into a little bit in a little bit, it put some things into perspective for me. Because everyone always says, oh no, if a white person is adopting their black child, they're just trying to do that to get brownie points. Or, excuse me, or they want, or they want to be down, or whatever the situation is. And maybe it's just the naive part of me that I want to just see the good in everybody. And I'm just like, no, I think, you know, maybe that's the child that was available and that's the route that that person decided to take. But let's watch this video and talk to my friend changed my mind. So, like I said, he had all of this going on in life and he said he felt like his parents just did not understand where he was coming from when he started bringing up race. And it was like, why do you keep bringing this up? Why do you keep bringing this up? Why is this so important to you? And then he felt like, well, you're my parents. You're supposed to support me. Like, if something's bothering me, you should be standing with me, not kind of going against me or telling me not to bring something up. So that was a issue for him. So now we're going to move on to my friend. So I was talking to my friend and he said, I said, you know, I know you're black and white, so have you ever had a conversation with your mother about being black? Or has she talked to you about being black? And he was like, no. And I'm like, hmm, okay, that that's kind of an issue. And so I said, did you talk to your mother about Black Lives Matter? And he said, 
Yeah, we asked her if she thought Black Lives Matter, and she said, all lives matter. So clearly she failed the test. <laughs> she failed the test. <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why Pete... Okay, we're just going to be blank. We're going to be frank here. I don't understand why white people decide to have children with black men or whatever, vice versa, and you're not prepared for these conversations. You can't be that oblivious, right? So to me, it's almost like you got together, man and woman, whatever it is, you got together and you had this child and you guys haven't had a conversation about racism at all, where that person will completely understand where you're coming from. Because see, to me, then that goes back. And, and maybe we'll give his parents a little bit of a pass because of the year he was born, which was in the 80s. And maybe things were differently. But I think now, if you're dating outside of your race, I would think that Black Lives Matter would come up at some point. Or where do you stand on the way that the world is actually turning right now? Or what we're speaking about or what we're standing up for, all these shootings and people protesting. You mean to tell me this is not a conversation at your main table? This is a conversation only on TV and you guys aren't having it? That's absurd to me. So I, I don't think that people realize that you have these children, the child is fucked up because they don't know how to identify, and then you let this child grow up, i.e. Colin Kaepernick, and they're all types of confused. And then they get to stand in their blackness or into their ethnicity and say, no, this is who I am. Black power to the people or whatever they want to say, you know, whatever the race it is. But we're just sticking more so on the white and black thing. I just think it's very irresponsible. And I think that people have to do better. You have to do better. This is This is crazy to me that you guys are... Excuse me, you guys are together and doing things as a couple and going out and doing this and doing that and you're not talking about people possibly being shot because they're black. So that's why when I talk to a lot of my friends, they're like, I can't date outside my race because I feel like, you know, there will always be that, mm, I don't get it, I don't understand, or... It's difficult conversations, you know, because those difficult conversations are hard to bring up and it's hard to convey to someone when they don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, we all have had that person that said, I don't see color. And it's like, well, what do you mean you don't see color? Hello, I'm brown. You have to know that I'm brown, you know? So you don't want to be offensive to people. And then some people don't find that offensive. And I will tell people to fur at I'm the the furthest from being, yes, you know, power to the people and you know, black this and black that. I give everybody a fair chance. I definitely do. However, I am proud to be black. 
I'm very proud to be black. And I think it's very important for children that are biracial to understand their heritage as being part black. It's, it's fair to them. I think you're doing a disservice to them if they're not even aware of what's going on in their heritage. So then they grow up and then they get to a certain age and then they want to know, what about my father's side? What about my mother's side? What happened over there? Or the parent is saying, oh my God, I can't believe they got shot. I didn't know. I had a conversation with a friend really quick and I was, she's dating someone black and I said, have you had a conversation about hoodies? And she said, no. And I said, well, you want to have kids? She said, yeah. And I said, you didn't have a conversation about hoodies? I mean, I know you're far from it, but I would think there would be a conversation that would come up right now. Where do you stand on Black Lives Matter? Where do you stand on this? And she's pretty open and she's willing to listen and understand things, I, you know, from what I believe. Um, but I think that it's just, I think for, for our brothers and sisters that are dating outside of our race, bring that to the table. Bring it to the table, have that person or loved one that you're with, and ask them what are their thoughts. Like, what are your thoughts on Black Lives Matter? What are your thoughts on all of these young, I shouldn't say young, all of these men and women that are being gunned down by police, vigilantes. What are your thoughts on it? Do you care? Does it bother you? Does it not bother you? Are you just numb to it? Do you not see it? All of these things matter. And these conversations need to be had because I think you're doing a disservice to yourself and to your relationship and obviously to your future, to your future children who grow up and now they're confused. No one's saying to dismiss their Caucasian side or Hispanic side or whatever it is they are, but have them embrace their black side. Make sure that they understand it. Make sure they know it. Because remember, at one point you were tore down for being black. We've all been that person where you were profiled because you were a black man Walking down the street, walking into a store, take your hoodie off, take your hat off, I can't see you. And you probably had a white person come behind you or whatever it is. Nothing said to them. So it's definitely important. And let's start these conversations. Okay, so the last few topics. The one I wanted to bring up bisexuality because I feel like... It's something that a lot of people are not really open to when it comes to men. When it comes to women, I feel like it's like, oh, whatever, who cares? But when it comes to men, it's like a man, a man cannot be bisexual. He, there's no way he can actually like men and women. If he sleeps with men, he's gay. It's a no. He does not like women. And... I know a few people that are actually truly bisexual and they actually enjoy both. And people don't want to give them that credit. They want to always shun them and say, no, you're just gay. They don't even give them heterosexual. They just say you're gay. There's no way you're bisexual. 
So it's so it got me to thinking, um, would a woman in today's world actually date a man who considers themselves to be bisexual? Now we've seen it on plenty of shows like Insecure and can't think of anything else off the top of my head right now. But other shows where people there was like a bisexual character and a woman freaked out and was like, Oh God, no, I can't do this. Like he you know, he he he's gay. And they're like, No, he's bisexual. He likes both. Um and even I, I've even my own mother has said she felt like if you're a man who sleeps with men and then you also sleep with women, she was like, I can't compete with no man. I ain't got no no penis. So she always said that she would never date a man who was bisexual. But if this person checked all of the boxes on your list and they were able to completely move you, then why move away from that? Because, I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, it's about, in every single relationship that we have, it's really about just communication and comprehension. And I, and people always say, why do you say that? Because I think communication, right? We have to communicate with each other. But also, you need to understand what that person is saying to you. Because if you're not understanding what I'm saying and you're just talking, I mean, clearly, we could be on two different pages. You could be on, you know... The biography of Up and Down I-95. And I could be on a biography of, I don't know, James Dean. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. But I said I say that because comprehension is something that you need to also have when you're in that relationship. You have to have that. So I think if you if you effectively communicate with your partner and say, listen... You know, I understand that you're bisexual. And, you know, right now you and I are dating. I would prefer you not to date the opposite sex or sleep with the opposite sex while you're with me. Because, I mean, clearly when we're in relationships, that sounds so crazy. <laughs> I just caught what I said. But clearly when we're in relationships, you want your partner to be um faithful, monogamous with you. So it would only make sense that you would say, hey, listen, no no dipping in and out, da 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 da, da. Also, if you are feeling, if you're feeling like, listen, I want the attention of a woman, and you're a man, right? And you're dating a man, and I want the attention of a woman. I think that you just have to communicate that, because maybe that man might be open with you, or maybe he wants to try some vagina, and he, <laughs> or maybe not, or maybe not. I just think like, I think it's really just about open communication. So then this way you both can make a decision whether or not you want to go down that path. If you don't communicate that, then right, that might cause, excuse me, that might cause some trouble for both of you or for the other person that's effing up, you know? So... I just wanted to kind of knock that out the part and beat it down. Like, stop doing that. Communicate. Comprehend. Those are the two things. Communicate and comprehend when it comes to being, with dealing with someone that's bisexual. And I will say this, though, because I forgot that I left this out. I did have one bisexual friend. When I first met him, he told me that he was bisexual. And um, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, whatever. I'm not fucking him, so, I mean, it doesn't bother me. 
Um, but I have recently asked him, like, hey, are you still bi or what's going on? Because I have never seen him with a woman. And he was like, nah, I'm just gay now. So I think that also can be one of the, the parts that some people might be afraid of is that the man is just going to say, no, I'm just gay now. So I think that's fair to say. But I do think, um, again, it goes back to communication and comprehension. Um, and I think you'll be successful. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, was this guy. I forgot the name of the company, and I don't feel like looking up and stopping. Um, <laughs> so you guys can Google it. But he had a, uh, I think it's a mortgage company, and basically on Zoom they had like a meeting, and then he basically fired all nine hundred employees <laughs> on Zoom. And I don't mean to laugh because it's not funny. And I've been in a position where we were laid off. Now, let me go through it. So basically, he had this meeting. They're on Zoom now. And he goes, you know, this is not a good meeting. I'm basically letting you guys know that you're all going to be fired effective immediately. So not even a two weeks, a month notice, no nothing. Today, it's over for you. It's a wrap. Now... We a few weeks out from Christmas, right? Now, granted, some people may have gotten their Christmas gifts. Who knows? I don't want to say who cares, but who knows? Some people, most people live paycheck to paycheck. So I'm pretty sure some of those, at least 10% of those 900 people probably are like, oh yeah, on well, my next check, I'll get the gifts. On this check, I'll get the gifts. But now I got to decide if I want to pay my mortgage or pay this or pay that. Because you want to fire us today? That sounds fucking crazy. What I will say is this. Hopefully, because I'm not sure. Hopefully, they were given a severance package. I'm hoping that's what it was extended to them. And we just don't have knowledge of that. Um, I know. So I was working for... This is back in 2008. I was working for Chase. I was working for Chase Auto Financing. So I was working in the auto loan department and they basically was like, oh, we're having a meeting today. Everybody come downstairs. So, you know, it's not out of the norm for there to be a meeting downstairs in our meeting conference room. So we go down there and they're like, so I be I can't remember. So I'm just, I'm going to be, it wasn't that far away, I know. But they basically was like, you know, okay, we know it's like March of 2008 and Basically, we're going to be closing this office effective July of 2008. So they gave us a little bit of time. And they were like, you know, if you apply for other jobs, you know, obviously you'll be considered. Just let them know that you, you're going to be laid off come July. So, of course, a lot of people were crying. People were so upset. And at the time, so let me see. It was 2008. So I was 19, 21, 22 years old. And... um. I'm like, well, damn. I mean, just get another job. That's how That was my position. So I do wonder, going back to that other company, how many people are in that position? Like, well, we'll just get another job. But also, times are a lot different, you know? Um, but anyway, going back to what, what happened with Chase, um, they decided to let everyone, not everyone, but in my department at least. And I think it might have been maybe 100 employees. I'm not really sure. So when that did take place... You know, people were upset and sad. But the thing about it was, 
they told us, they gave us a little bit of time to, to try to find something else. And then they also told us that we would be get, given a, uh, a severance package on top of, we knew that we could apply for unemployment if, you know, we didn't find other employment. Um, obviously, I ended up finding another job. So that was not, that didn't really affect me. So we were good with that. But I just, I, when I read this story, I was like, is these people fucking crazy? Like, <laughs> I, I was like, whoa, there's no way that a, comp a company is that irresponsible for you to say, okay, starting today, you're fired. That's it. It's done. Like with no type of notice. And it goes back to the, the point in the earlier, one of the, the earlier episodes of this podcast where I said, you know, a lot of times we break our backs for these companies and we... Oh, I'll take vacation next week. No, take your vacation now. Because these companies will shit on you at the end of the day. And then you'll be looking around like, fuck, I should have... I knew I should have took those two weeks off back in such and such date. And I think that it's... It's imperative that we actually do this and we try to um, accomplish all of our goals and also accomplish... You know, I desires while we're with th these companies and agencies and things like that because you just never know when time is up. They telling you up. Effective yesterday, your ass was fired. You know what I mean? You just never know. And I think obviously with the times what it is right now and everything crazy going on in the world, we just have to protect ourselves. And you know, if you're if you're able to, you know, try to save extra money. If you're able to, because I understand some people need that. They have to have that cushion and some people can't afford that cushion because they have other things going on in their lives. And this is affecting me and that's affecting me and da, 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 whatever's going on. So I say all of that to say this. Maybe we all should be entrepreneurs, but keep in mind, if you are going to be one, if you're going to grow your company and your business and you have employees, I mean, do what you would want done to you. You know what I'm saying? Always lead with something. And I think ultimately, maybe the company was failing really, really badly and they were unable to stay afloat. But for it to do it so, for them to fire them so suddenly, it just speaks volumes. And I think we as people would not want that done to us. So we would not do that to anyone else if we're going to be entrepreneurs or anything like that. So guys, that's the show. I appreciate guys just for uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I know it's a little late, but you got a damn show. So just so you guys know, next week is going to be the last show for this year. And then I'll come back at the top of the year in January. I'm not going to give you guys a date yet because I'm not sure. And it'll probably be in the next podcast where I'll tell you the date. I need some time off, you know? So my ass don't get fired from this podcast. Don't be stuck. I operate this podcast, so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, I'll check you guys next week. And that'll be the final show for 2021, going into 2022. So if you guys have anything you want me to discuss, let me know. Thanks for listening. This is your boy Drew.